just go on a Brendan Fraser tangent because I love him so much. Yeah, we'd probably do that. We should have recorded what we just talked about. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> 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 we'll still have Brendan Fraser. Off mic convo. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> we're on mic now, and this is the Movie Dummies podcast. The podcast where some dummies talk about movies. I'm Joe, and with me today is Shannon. Hi. And Angela. Hi. Still no A.A. Ron, still no Matthew, but that's okay. We still love them. This week on the show, we're just talking about one thing. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, But the one thing we're supposed to be talking about is the 1999 masterful, uh, you know, mediocre movie called Blast from the Past. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm excited. Uh, we had Brendan Fraser, probably at the <laughs> height of his power. Uh, <laughs> Mummy was probably the height of his power, which was, what, the next year? 90, I think it was 96. No, it was 2001. So I was looking. Yeah, so the I next year. I looked it years. up recently. And Alicia Silverstone on her way out. Yes. Yep. Um, several years after Clueless. <laughs> several. Like, Eight. <laughs> Um, but you know you got Sissy SpaceX in this movie, right? Yes, you do. Yep. And you've got Christopher Walken. Uh, and you who oh doesn't love gosh. the watch? Uh, Dave, Dave Foley. Dave Foley is Dave so Foley. good in this movie. He's so young. Oh my gosh! He has all the scene stealing lines. He really does. Uh, Nathan Fillion as an asshole. Oh, mm-hmm. that was a blast. he plays an asshole so well. Um, who else we got? Uh, Joey Slotnick. Okay, right. Remember him with the crazy tattoo on his forehead? Oh, yeah, that guy, that character actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh. Any other big people in the movie? basically it. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. Um, (laughs) oh, I forgot Brendan Fraser was in Brain Candy in 1996. I forgot Brendan Fraser's in that movie. Uh, which you've never, if you've never seen it, it's fucked up. I'm not sure what that. I've never heard of that. I don't it's know a, what that is. Do you remember the kids in the hall that Dave Foley was part of? I know that that show existed. I don't think I ever watched it. They were a sketch group, a la Monty Python. Right. Um, they made a movie in 1996 called Brain Candy about a drug that it's like an antidepressant of sorts, and that it takes you back to your happiest memory. And mm-hmm. so, because Kids in the Hall is a skit-based show, the skits were all basically surren- uh, centered around what are these people's happiest memories. And um, the hilarity ensued. <laughs> it, it ranged from an, an old lady taking the drug and remembering how her son came for her birthday or for Thanksgiving or some shit and was like treated to her mom like shit. And his kids were there like, and they were like, fuck you, grandma. <laughs> And that was her happiest memory oh. to a guy who was trying not to be gay. Uh, his happiest memory was when he was back in the army and a guy looks through some binoculars at the enemy and it's a bunch of like calendar hunks, like rubbing <laughs> oil on themselves and stuff. And then the general goes, soldier. And it's the guy, he goes, yes, sir. And he goes, you go over there and fuck them and we'll sit here and masturbate. And he goes, yes. Sir, <laughs> and ran over oh, there. God. Yeah, that was his happiest moment. Um, I bet. And everything in between. There's even a spot where a kid who's like looks like he has ALS in a wheelchair, 
and he's at like a fundraiser or something and somebody goes oh are you on the drug he goes no there is no hope for me (laughs) yeah it's hilarious in in context (laughs) it's just so weird you have to really get around to how fucking weird it is to enjoy it and if you can get there it's a treat i tell you what okay i don't know brendan Fraser's in a lot of other good movies yes he is so let's talk about this one okay yeah sure let's talk about this one i stumbled across this movie and made us watch it as a family and what a sweet surprise uh i think it still holds up as a family movie what do you think um yeah i would say so it's it doesn't have any crazy violence it doesn't have gosh i don't even know does it have swear words? It's Nathan Philly and getting punched in the nose three times. <laughs> oh, that's really wonderful. Is that better? So, yeah. Sorry, my microphone's being weird. Yeah, she touched her microphone and turned, like, the volume all the way down. It did? Yeah. <laughs> like, better? can you hear her well? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I can. Is that better? Yeah. So I don't, I can't recall if there's like swear words. Some. Because she's filthy. Um, there's a lot of sexual references too. Gotcha. Yeah. You want to have him take a lap around your block? There is <laughs> some of that stuff that you probably wouldn't see in movie now, like movies now based on, you know, how safe we have to be with the things we do and say. Um. Gosh, doesn't he say like something like, oh, my lucky star is a Negro. When he comes out of the hatch. Yeah, but he'd never seen one before and he was very nice to her. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was like, like, but could you get away with that now? I'm I think you sure. could. Because it's so innocent. It doesn't matter how right. innocent it is, you know, like people are look out for blood for bullshit. And I'm sick of it. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Let's just talk about this movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's a few other things that probably wouldn't fly either in this movie nowadays, but... Because it's a blast from the past, it works out. So this movie takes place in 1960. Is that what we're supposed to assume? I think it's 1962. 62. So in 1960, Stu. Obviously, the Cold War is going on, right? Or it's the end of the Cold War, I thought. Is the Cold War still going on at this point? Yes. Yeah. So when does the Cold War actually 1989. end? 1989. Whoa, okay. So, you, you know, people built bunkers underground. Well, this wasn't just the Cold War. This was the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh. So okay. the thought that uh, Russia could bomb the U.S. at any moment was a very real thought. And <laughs> the to be the most asinine thing ever, they even had kids doing duck and cover Yes. Yeah, because, you know, when nuclear bombs are being dropped on you, being under a desk is going to help. It yeah. won't. No, but it gives so... you a false sense of security, and there's nothing the public loves better than a false sense of security. Just look at the TSA. Yeah, yep. very true. Very, very true. So this guy builds a bunker, and it's not just any bunker. Oh, his bunker's extra, but so is he. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But there's no way that someone could stay underground for that long without what he had did, done. Because he had, like, a house, but he also had, like, a storage facility. He had tanks. 
to you know go through water and he had fish and he had grow lights and he had like a whole ecosystem yeah. down there. He was self-sufficient. For sure. Way yeah. beyond. That even if there was a nuclear bomb that was dropped, which it was a plane crash that just happened to hit his house, he would have survived for sure. But of course, oh. Joe told this joke, I don't know how many times and thought it was hilarious. Do you remember the joke, Joe? Oh, yeah. I told it to all my uh, students at work. What's the joke? <laughs> a duck walks into, <laughs> into the drugstore. <laughs> And he says, oh, I got to get some chapstick. And he puts it up on the counter. Uh, and the guy's like, all right, that'll be $1.49. He goes, nah, just put it on my bill. <laughs> it's not funny when he says it. But when you hear Christopher Walken say it, that's totally It different. wasn't funny then either. And that's the point of the joke. Well, of course. Yeah. But I think it's just the way he says things that it was just like, huh? And I giggled a little. I wasn't like giggling a lot but oh that's an epic dad joke oh yeah, yeah for sure for sure you're not a dad you don't understand the way that's funny gotcha see the thing that dads find the most funny about those jokes is that they're not funny right i they're, get it they're i'm not a dad but hold i get on, it hold on hold on hold on they're punny <laughs> and i just made a dad joke about making dad jokes <laughs> Joe, 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 Joe. I actually enjoy dad jokes for Father's Day a couple of years ago. I got Jason a book of 101 dad jokes, sure. and they are spectacular. Oh, <laughs> got to love every single one. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. So, of course, this plane, they're having a party, and they're watching TV, and they just have this feeling that something's going to happen. And so they usher everybody out. You know, there wasn't anyone in that crowd that was famous now. Some you know, people were, weren't they? Now that we think about it. What are you I talking about? No, there's a few people there. In that party scene in the 62 time, I can't remember if there was any. I thought it was 66, 67. Uh, no. no. 62. I just watched it right before we started recording. 62. The toothpaste was from 1961. It's just amazing. But I can't recall anyone from that party that was famous. I just know that I she don't remember anybody famous from the party either. Because you would think there would be at least someone that you were like, oh, look at that. Because you recognize their face. You've seen them so many times. But right. no. But she takes her pot roast with her and they go down to the bunker, right? And this yep. fun. And she's pregnant at this time. That's true. Yeah. Now, that's the only part of this that just kind of made me feel uneasy. I don't know about you, but I don't want to have a baby in a bunker. Well, Christopher no, Walken's a genius. Awful. I don't care if you're a genius or not. I'm not going to have a baby in a bunker with you. That's just, I, I can't imagine that being comfortable. But the alternative was, you know, in their, what they thought was the alternative was, you know, True. radiation. They, Deformity. Right. So kudos for her. How she stayed mentally sound. Throughout that she whole didn't. process. She, became she an didn't. She, <laughs> yep, she drank lots of booze. <laughs> and I think what I love about that, like, part of the characters between Christopher Walken and what was her name? Sissy Spacek? Yes. She, he knew she was going to drink that much, and he planned for it because she was constantly drinking. <laughs> constantly. 
constantly. And it was nice kind of go and back forth with that relationship. Even when you kind of saw it with him growing up and the little things like with Christmas and his birthdays and him, his clothes and his pajamas change into a suit. It was cute how things turned out. She made a uh, jacket out of the bed sheets. Right. Oh, it, it was adorable. And to see him like dancing with his mother and his father, those were, you know, somewhat touching scenes. That I don't know how, when they decided to go up, they did not all want to go up together. Like, what made it so bad? Didn't he? Well, go up he was himself? paranoid. But he goes up and he sees Mr. Crazy Tattooed Face. Yeah. And it scares him so much? Or is it because he went no, out No, he at had night? just got done asking for God to help him. The tattoo face? Yes. Guy? Remember? Yeah. He's like, God, help me. And, uh,. That's what all makes him sudden, believe that this is a messenger from God. Right. All of a sudden, somebody rises up out of the floor that your mother built a, you know, out of your mother's restaurant that you built 30 years ago. That's that. That would be weird. Yeah. But I'm talking about Christopher Walken. Oh, well, the the world's so different, right? He He goes in during the 60s, you know? Right. Everything was houses there and, and orchards, and all of a sudden he's he's in this place with this with graffiti all over the place and and a guy with a tattoo on his face. I mean, Christopher Walken most certainly did not ever see anybody with tattoos on their face for sure. And I guess it's kind of the extreme of Back to the Future Three when he goes back to the eighties because his dad dies, and it's just extreme, different, extremely bad feeling you know yeah he goes back to his house and he's on strickland's front porch not his own or whatever no he climbs into someone else's house yeah somebody else lives there (laughs) oh anyways so yeah and then by chance he meets a girl and you know what her name is eve right his name is adam because that's how you write scripts in the 90s right but he is adorable the things that he does in this movie Made him a lovable character. Like when he's on the dance floor, you know, trying to find a, a date, and he can just like swoop up any girl. Because well, his mom taught him how to dance. Yeah. Well, yeah. and his dad. They took turns. The, it was just one of those like, ha, huh, moments, and you're like, she's going to want him now. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, so this. Yeah, you know, he's a fully grown man, but he has only experienced life through the lens of his parents. Yeah, he's still who, very much a child. Right. He he is so naive and, you know, he's got all this knowledge, but no real world experience. And the childlike wonder through which he is observing the world for the very first time. I mean, he sees the sky for the very first time and right. just the wonder is is beautiful and Brendan Fraser does it yeah. spectacularly he is such a good actor i don't i i will say it over and over and over again this dude does not get enough credit i agree for how talented he is cuz he makes you feel like he you've never seen this guy before you can yeah. put yourself in his shoes and understand how he's feeling in those moments 
like him learning how to drive. It was adorable. <laughs> and the fact that he hires her to fill all these storage units, I'm guessing, with like tons and tons of food, which you kind of see it's in bits pieces of. But it was just so, you know, I just really thought that the movie wasn't going to go in the direction it did. It turned right there at the end. What are you talking about? Like, I didn't foresee, when I first saw this movie, I didn't foresee it ending like that. Them falling in love? Well, of course I thought they were going to fall in love. So there's a real good question. You didn't I need think to, there, you need didn't think there was going to be a foil that pulled them apart? Yes, but I would have assumed that it wasn't going to foil the way it did. I just assumed that she was going to get jealous that he was with her and they were just going to solve it. Cause it Fair it, enough. They but at make what things complicated? At like what that. point in time did the movie or the script ever show you that they were falling in love? Oh, that's true. Um, I felt like I felt like they definitely were the whole way. Oh, like you watched someone, a different movie than me. No, but when someone oh. teaches you things, Joe, it's like. He I know nothing... why he liked her. Right. It was love at first sight. But at zero point in time until the end of the movie, did it? Did she ever go, or the, the filmmakers, or anything, ever really explain that she liked him back? Right. See, I get the sense that she liked him immediately, but she's just so jaded. You know, sure. she's she's mistrusting. She doesn't. She doesn't understand him. She's intrigued by him because he's different, but she doesn't understand and and can't trust that he is genuine. Right. Has so she's been. looking for him to be disingenuous. Yeah, and she like kind of was always waiting for something bad. The other shoe to drop, which is why it. she calls the psychiatrist on him at the end. Right. Right. And obviously she was quite surprised when that happened. Quite surprised. But you kind of, I had a feeling that that was going to happen. I mean, the whole thing with the parents. I guess I would just assume they could come up on the ground and live in the real world. But the fact that they I had mean, to kind of change slowly into it. I think the mom, I think Sissy Spacek absolutely would have had no problem doing that. She would have loved to just come up and live in the world. But Christopher Walken was not having it. No, he immediately he was trying, trying to, to build a new bomb shelter. Well, to restock the bomb shelter so that they can no, no, go back in for another movie, 30 years. He's pacing out the backyard to measure oh, yeah. for a new bomb shelter. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't trust that the Russians gave up. No. And maybe that's just part of his old age and maybe he was getting dementia, like he's forgetful of where he is and what's going on. But I guess I was somewhat thankful that they didn't die down there while yeah. they were raising him. That they at least lived long enough to come out of the bomb shelter and live above ground in the so-called same house that they went down in. Right. I guess as sweet as that is that he builds them the same exact house, I just assumed he'd build them a place that looked p gorgeous. So they could live yeah. something new. Yeah. They already built that set though, Shannon. And yeah. that's what I didn't, obviously I should have put together. I'm like, oh, they're probably just going to use the set they already have. Yep. Which makes sense. Of course it makes sense. So that, that kind of wraps up the movie, right? Other than we kind of skipped the part where 
uh, Nathan Fillion tries to pick up Eve and <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Adam. Well, she's damaged too, right? She has. She just can't quite get rid of this guy. Right. Right. She just keeps going back. She wants to. I mean, there's there's a lot of cute stuff in this movie, though. Despite yes. the fact that whatever. But like I said, the fact that uh, Nathan Fillion, uh, Troy, what was his name? Yeah, Troy. Was yeah. it Troy? Uh, kept uh-huh. saying that. Well, I'll just hurt you. <laughs> it was like Brendan Fraser was like, okay, I could really. I know how to defend myself. <laughs> I could see that happening. As much as I love Nathan Fillion now, and if no, they were to Troy fight was now, uh, Dave Foley. Oh, you're right. Troy was. Dave oh Foley. yeah, yeah. Cliff. Uh-huh. I know. I mean, I thought a gentleman was somebody that owned horses, but it turns out <laughs> his short and simple definition of a lady or a gentleman is someone who always tries to make the other people around him or her as comfortable as possible. Where do you think he got all that information? From the oddest place, his parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dave Foley has like a lot of killer lines. He really does. But he delivers them in a way that's fantastic. Like, it could have been boring, but he makes them great each time he says them. And there's a line in here that I actually started using with students. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Manners are a way of showing other people we care about them. Yeah. Mm. I'll have to start using that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Hmm. I don't know. I still like the part where he hits Nathan Fillion three times. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Because Nathan Fillion keeps trying <laughs> like a dumbass. He's trying to sucker punch him. He just keeps trying to sucker punch him. I will defend like... myself. <laughs> I also think uh, in this movie, their meet cute, the first time they ever meet, is probably one of the better parts of this movie because he's going in to sell a baseball card for money, not knowing how much it's worth. And she just so happens to be leaving her job at that point and defending some perfect stranger. It gives well, an insight to her character a little. Yeah. I mean, the guy is taking severe advantage of him. Like, he's offering him $500 for an entire box of really rare mint condition right. baseball cards that are worth thousands of dollars a piece. Mm, yeah. Uh, I would like to hope that if anybody sees that happening and and understands what's going on, that they're going to say something. Because that's, that's just... What they say in here in the IMDb in trivia. In 2015, yep, there a Mickey it is. Mantle rookie card sold for $525,000. So he's got millions yeah. of dollars in baseball cards and stocks and, and bonds. Stocks and <laughs> right. bonds. I know. Just the last thing we forget about. 10,000 shares of IBM. Lieutenant Dan invested some money into a fruit company. (laughs) So now I don't got to worry about money no more. Uh, So that's nice. One less thing to worry about. But the stocks and bond thing was something you forget about. I only remember it because I've seen the movie before. But if you've never seen the movie, those stocks and bonds come in at the end. And you're like, oh, yeah, he bought these. The stocks and bonds I actually don't like. It's just bullshit wish fulfillment. Oh, true. Like, I think the baseball cards would have been enough to have like a million dollars in in a thing. You don't need to be like I don't I don't know what the fuck purpose it serves for him to be a gazillionaire. 
Uh, because then he has the money to to build this this you know to buy that land and build this house for he probably his parents in a very anyways. short period of time and yeah, but I mean it's I it's this is a guy who's disconnected from reality and he's going to continue to be because rich people don't right. live in the same world that we do. Right. Yeah. I, I feel you for sure. It's very Eve found herself a prince. Right. You know, but it would have been cooler she, for her to continue to be the strong woman and take care of him. Right. But she fell for him before she knew he was rich. Yeah, who gives a fuck? She it's, <laughs> it's not the message I would like to send to a little girl. Just yeah. hope one day you find yourself a rich one, honey. You know? Yeah. And yeah. You find out he's rich after you fall in love with him. Like, you know, go for that dipshit who th- believes in space aliens. Maybe he'll be rich. No, just... I, I it's I get it. It's like fairy tale-ish. And it, it yeah. makes everything nice and neat and put it in a little t- into a little bow. But I would have liked something a little bit more real. Because this, this dude, this man-child, doesn't know anything about the real world. And he's never going to. Right. Right. And he's going to be naive about a lot of things. Yeah. A lot. Like, he should have went and fucking flipped burgers. <laughs> you know, something. <laughs> or, you know, Maybe did manual will. labor or... Right. Got an internship as a scientist because he seems to be very well educated. So it kind of wraps up the movie. Does it? I would think so. I think we're ready to rate it. There's other great things that these uh, actors and actresses have done, for sure. Um, Ooh, should we play that game? What's What's Alicia Silverstone's best movie? Her best Ooh, movie? Oh, hold on, hold on. I want to say according to IMDb. Uh, you would assume it's Clueless. It's Clueless, for sure. 100%. And that's a good throwback movie to watch, too. I don't think so. I think Paul it's Batman Rudd. and Robin. Shut up. No. <laughs> no way. Wasn't she in some other movie, too? We're going to show by rating. IMDb rating. Okay. We're just going to go feature films. Uh, What? What? Uh, Clueless is the fifth. Batman and Robin. What? Yep. It's fifth. Okay, I'm looking. So through number it. one is Peaceable Kingdom: The Journey Home. I've never seen. That. Has an eight point six rating. Hmm. Peaceable Kingdom has an eight point four rating. Tropic Thunder has a uh, seven point oh. I did not realize she was in that. The Killing of a Sacred Deer has a seven point oh. And then Clueless has a 6.8. Wow. Blast from the past. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so two movies nobody's ever heard of, a movie nobody knew she was in, and another movie that nobody's ever heard of. It doesn't seem like she has a big part in it either. Uh, But yeah, so five and six is... Clueless and Blast from the Past. The Lodge, which she shoots her face off in in the first 10 minutes, is her number ninth. Can you do that for Brendan Fraser? Yeah, of course. I'm really curious what his... Oh, his top-rated movie, Brendan Fraser, it's got to be like School Ties. 
Academy school ties. I never would have guessed school ties. Think about rating, though. They're going to go for critical. Right. Not right. I don't even know. Sort by are. rating. <laughs> when you don't do it by feature film, uh, Scrubs My Screw Up episode is number one. Of course. Of course. <laughs> the, the rating of 9.7. Before the podcast started, Joe and I and Angela all were discussing how we recently watched the Scrubs episode starring Brendan Fraser and how he, in two episodes, took that show. And the second episode he died in is just... If you watch any part of Scrubs, those are the episodes I recommend. You could probably watch them wow. just by themselves. Yeah. School Ties is seventh. What? It only has a oh. 6.9 rating. Okay, so what's oh, number wow. one the, Is it the mummy? I don't count number one as being number one because it's bullshit. It's Crash. Oh, the oh. mummy? Yeah. Okay, so what's number two? Dogfight. I assume that's some kind of war plane movie. Before leaving to fight in Vietnam, a group of teenagers play a game where they try to seduce the ugliest girl they can find. Oh, wow. 1991. Gods and Monsters from 1998. I've heard of that. I did not watch it, though. Um, The Secret of Karma from 2020. Whoa, Real story of a man who clinically died two times and became homeless while trying to film his experience. Hmm. Interesting. Never heard that. He's on, he's like the number one billed person on the poster and stuff, but his name isn't in the stars <laughs> section of IMDb yeah. here. Gotcha. The, quiet, the Quiet American from 2002. An old British reporter vies with a young U.S. doctor for the affections of a beautiful Vietnamese woman. Huh. So it's Michael Caine and Brendan Fraser trying to get the same piece of tail. Uh, and then number six, Michael justifiably Caine. and a- absolutely necessarily, is the mummy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for which sure. Mummy? The, first the mummy. What do you mean? The which first mummy? One. The mummy. Well, there's a lot of mummy movies. Well, there's three, right? And then no. there's a remake. There's four, isn't there? There's three that it's have Brendan three Fraser. Three and a remake. And then the Tom Cruise remake, which we don't talk about. We also don't talk oh, about the third one. Oh, okay. What a sharp drop-off of quality between Mummy 1, Mummy 2, and then Mummy 2 and Mummy 3. Sorry, my favorite Brendan yeah. Fraser movies is Journey to the Center of the Earth. Well, let's see where those are at. Then we got Kids in the Hall, Now and Then. Hey, there you go. Oh, that's a... Oh, Now and Then. Oh, I love that movie. The Air I Breathe. From 2007, which is he's actually starring in that one. Oh, of course, with honors. Good movie. What's that one? Convinced his thesis will have him graduate with honors from Harvard University, a stuffy student finds himself at the mercy of a homeless man's demands when he holds the papers hostage. Starring Joe Pesci and Brendan Fraser. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Pesci. I bet that's funny. Still breathing from 97. Blast from the Past is 14th. Wow. Yikes. We got Mummy Returns at, at 17. Extraordinary Measures from 2010. Do you remember that movie with him and Harrison Ford? Mm-hmm. No. Um, Inkheart, not a bad movie. 
Oh, I love Inkart. With the dragon? Yep. Airheads is 22. Bedazzled is 24. Um, (laughs) G.I. Joe? He's in G.I. Joe? Oh, yeah, that's right. Journey to the Center of the Earth, number 29. Too long. Oddly enough, it's above Encino Man. Oh, thank goodness. Son-in-law. That's a good one. Uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, I remember that movie. Wow, we're getting some low, low rated stuff. George of the Jungle. Remember how shredded he was for George of the Jungle? Good. Yes, I most certainly do. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> You know, this movie I remember liking a lot. It's called The Scout with Albert Brooks. Hmm. Maybe we should watch it. It sounds familiar. Albert Brooks, Brendan Fraser, Diane Wiest. um, The story of a baseball scout who discovers a talented but troubled baseball player. Yeah, I feel like I watched that. He can throw like 112 miles per hour or something like that. Right, but he's like broken. Yes, emotionally. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I watched that. I might have to watch that again. Okay. So, yeah. do you think we're ready to rate this movie, Blast from the Past? Now, Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. What does it rate past. on IMDb? Oh, I don't remember. Let me go to Wasn't numbers. Wasn't it like a six point eight? Where was it? Oh, it was Brendan Fraser's 14th best movie and 6.6. Alicia Silverstone's sixth. With a rating of 6.6. Wow. Okay. Huh. Huh. <laughs> what do you rate it there, Shannon? Oh, okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> give it to me, All Barbie. of a sudden she turned into Beavis. I don't know. I'm kind of sticking in the area of uh, IMDb. I'm, I'd probably say a 6.5. It's not freaking fantastic, but it's a movie that you can rewatch maybe 10 years from now and kind of get some giggles out of the stuff from the past because people love looking into the past. But other than that, mm, I think I'll stick there. 6.5. Okay. Angela? So I'm going to give this a solid five. Um, I it, It's it's fun and it's charming. It's I definitely recommend that people watch it, but understand what you're getting into when you're doing it. Like Shana said, it's it's not anything special or spectacular, but no. it's it's a fun watch mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I'd say that's fine. It is this movie is the epitome of that's fine. <laughs> I don't know that I would ever seek this out. You know, like if I was like if I was digging through a pile of Brendan Fraser movies, I wouldn't put this one on the top. No. 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 It would be at, you know, near the bottom of a po- of a Brendan Fraser pile that mm-hmm. You know, if I was do- going, if I was doing a Brendan Fraser binge. Sure. And goodness, when I found this movie, it was in the family section of Hulu with newly added. Yeah. So, out of all the choices we could have watched, <laughs> I was like, huh, let's watch this one. But what do you rate it, Joe? I probably rate this a four. I think the script is really quite weak. 
I think that Silverstone and Frazier and Dave Foley especially elevate this thing higher than what it Why? it should be. I think the script is like a one because it's dumb as fuck. Oh yeah, yeah you know. For sure. Um, but because Brandon Frazier is so charming, so charming, and because Christopher Walken is so batshit crazy, and Sissy Spacek could act anything. And you would believe that whatever she like here, I can turn my shit into gold. I'd be like, thanks, sissy. Let me buy some because she's so good. Um, And Alicia Silverstone, I don't know that I really don't know where she sits in my mind as an actress. She's fine. Yeah, that's where I put her. Her chemistry with Brendan Fraser is quite good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the movie ends up being better than it ought to be. So. So that casting director really made her money. Well, what are you going to do in the 90s? You got... Alicia Silverstone, you got Brendan Brendan Fraser. Fraser, You got Dave Foley being the weird comedic relief. Yep. Give it a try. You never know. Yeah. Well, we wonder what you think. Yeah, let us know. Go to moviedummies at gmail.com and leave us a email massage. Or check us out on Instagram. Or yeah, we're on Instagram now. At moviedummies on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody will have to make a post of this and put it on there so people can Absolutely. comment. Absolutely. What do you rate Blast from the Past? Let us know at Instagram, at Movie Dummies on Instagram. My brain worked good. <laughs> Give it to me, Bobby. I won't. You should totally play Homer for that, not me. Oh. Why do you talk that way? Because I'm stupid. So, thanks, Homer. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to discuss our recommendations Ooh, about things too. we've seen. By then, we'll only be halfway from here till now to then to seeing Ted Lasso. <laughs> Did that make sense? No, Loki not even a little bit. Then. Loki will be out by our next episode, though, so we'll be talking ooh, about that. Ooh. And Aaron will be oh, back. That'll be us. fun. So, guys, thanks for listening. As always, I'm Joe. I am Shannon. I'm Angela. And for Aaron and Matt, we are the movie dummies. Yep, we are. Also, manners are a way we show others we care about them. Yep. Yep. Gentlemen. Gentle ladies and all. They don't just own horses, guys. (laughs) Ponies.